Before his career as a pro wrestler, Matt Riddle was an MMA fighter. He went 1-0 as an amateur before becoming a participant on the seventh season of The Ultimate Fighter. Although he didn't win, he still signed with the UFC and with the promotion, he went 7-3. But it could have been 9-3 as he had two wins get overturned due to testing positive for cannabis. And after his second failed drug test, the UFC released him. He went on to pick up a win outside of the promotion before making his transition into pro wrestling. So how good was Matt Riddle actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today I'm going to be talking about about Matt Riddle. I was gonna take a week off because my birthday is coming soon, but I also can't seem to stop myself from making a video, so I decided to make a quick one. And that's why I think it's the perfect time to cover Matt Riddle's career because, to be honest, there isn't that much footage on it. And I think there is a few reasons as to why that is the case. One of them being that he has found so much more success as a pro wrestler, and that has effectively overshadowed his time as an MMA fighter. And the second reason being that the UFC, specifically Dana White, absolutely despises him. And because of this, I feel like they want to erase any memory that Matt fought for them. This leaves us with so many questions. One of them being how far he could have went in MMA had he not become a pro wrestler. So in this video, we will take a look at his MMA career to really understand how good he was. But first, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get the extra perk of a shout out before each video. But even the intro members get early access and video to the Keon Kamara podcast. And as always, the money goes to charity. Now let's get to it. Matt began his MMA career on September 23rd, 2007 at the age of 21. Prior to his debut, he was an NCAA Division I wrestler, and in high school, he became a state champion, which included a win over John Jones. Aside from wrestling, he began training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and also credits BJ Penn's book in helping him learn more about MMA. After winning his only amateur fight, Matt became a contestant on the seventh season of The Ultimate Fighter. This season was different as the fighters needed to win their way into The Ultimate Fighter house. So in the entry round, Matt fought Dan similar, and Matt won the fight in devastating fashion by knocking Dan out cold with a right hand which was followed by three huge hammer fists before the ref stepped in. Dan's jaw was broken in two places and it took him a long time to get back up. What was even more terrifying were the screams of agony that he was letting out as he was slowly regaining consciousness. Everyone in the room but Matt was shook. Slowly, Dana White came to terms with the win and gave props. And honestly, aside from Uriah Hall's knockout, this one by Matt was one of the most brutal in the history of the Ultimate Fighter. This win got him into the house where he was chosen by UFC light heavyweight champion, Quentin Rampage Jackson. In the preliminary round, he fought Tim Crater. Despite a back and forth battle, Magoff finished in round 2 by an armbar. Regardless, he stayed in the house and this was great for his development as a fighter. So after the show was done, Matt fought at the Ultimate Fighter finale. His opponent was fellow housemate, Dante Rivera. Matt looked really good in the fight as he controlled the action both in the clinch and on the ground. His wrestling was too much for Dante who was in trouble at times from being submitted. And after 3 rounds, Matt won by unanimous decision. 8 months later, he went down to welterweight to fight Steve Bruno. Steve looked good in round 1 by connecting on the feet and bringing the fight down. But in rounds 2 and 3, Matt began to secure takedowns and connect with huge shots from above. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. At UFC 101, Matt fought Dan Kramer. Matt faced adversity early with a guillotine, but he managed to escape and for the rest of the fight, he dominated with his wrestling. After 3 rounds, he won by unanimous decision. Following this win, Matt fought Nick Oshipchek. This was a competitive fight that saw Matt secure multiple takedowns, but on the ground, it was Nick who found more success with his ground and pound. He also hurt Matt a couple of times on the feet. Then near the end of the fight, Nick mounted him and threw shots from above that forced referee Mark Goddard to step in. At UFC 111, Matt fought Greg Soto. Once again, Matt looked dominant in this fight by attacking in the clinch and bringing the fight down where he did more damage. But in round 3, Greg connected with an upkick off his back, which was illegal as Matt was a grounded opponent. He got rocked pretty bad from this shot and after trying to convince the doctors that he was not okay, they finally called off the fight, handing Matt the win by disqualification. Four months later, he fought 
fought Demarcus Johnson. Matt showed improvement in his striking in this fight, but of course, most of his offense consisted of securing takedowns and throwing ground and pound. Eventually, he mounted Demarcus and threw shots from above that forced referee Jason Herzog to step in. At UFC 124, Matt fought Sean Pearson. Matt got outstruck on the feet early on, but as time went on, Sean was slowing down and began to eat some shots and also had to defend a guillotine. Overall, Matt was unable to impose his wrestling as much as he did in his previous fights, so by the end, Sean won by unanimous decision. After this defeat, Matt fought Lance Benoist. For the first two rounds, Matt ate shots on the feet and on the ground, but in round two, he connected with a knee that opened up a cut on Lance's face. This slowed him down significantly, and in round three, it was Matt who brought the fight down and threw ground and pound. But it wasn't enough in the eyes of the judges, so by the end, Lance won by unanimous decision. At UFC 143, Matt fought Henry Martinez. This was a back and forth battle on the feet, but when Matt began to turn the fight into a brawl, he started to find more success. This momentum continued in round three, where he also secured a couple of takedowns. By the end, Matt won by split decision. At UFC 149, he fought Chris Clements. The two put on an exciting brawl that saw both men connect with some hard shots. But it was Matt who had the edge with his grappling, and this ultimately led to a third round arm triangle choke that forced a tap. For a card that was so lackluster, this performance definitely stuck out. And Matt continued that momentum in the post-fight press conference where he displayed his goofy personality on the mic. Dana absolutely loved it. But three months later, it was revealed that Matt failed his post-fight drug test by testing positive for marijuana, thus giving him a 90-day suspension and his win over Chris Clements being overturned to a no contest. Matt came back at UFC 154 and fought John McGuire. This was a back and forth battle, but for the most part, Matt had the edge everywhere the fight went. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision. Following this win, Matt fought former Cage Rage British welterweight champion, Shea Mills. This was a striker versus grappler matchup, and although Shea had some moments on the feet, it was Matt who controlled most of the fight with takedowns, ground and pound, and submission attempts. After three rounds, he won by split decision. But 10 days later, the result was overturned to a no contest. And once again, it was due to Matt testing positive for marijuana. With his second failed drug test, the UFC decided to release him. Although he signed with Bellator afterwards, he suffered a rib injury, which forced him to pull out. Frustrated with his treatment as a fighter in terms of not getting paid enough and not feeling respected by the higher-ups, Matt decided to retire from MMA. Being vocal about all this made Dana White absolutely livid. But Matt decided to come back and after pulling out of another fight with Bellator, the promotion released him, which led to Matt signing with Titan FC. So after a year on the sidelines, he fought Michael Kuyper at middleweight. In round one, both men brought each other down. Then in round two, Michael secured a takedown, but immediately got reversed. This led to a rear naked choke attempt by Matt. Although Michael escaped, he got mounted, but he was able to get back up and after shooting for a takedown, Matt locked up a guillotine that forced a tap. He was supposed to fight Jose Landy Johns after this, but he ended up pulling out due to injury. And this ended up being Matt's last fight as he decided to begin pursuing a career in pro wrestling. He never officially announced his retirement, but with him signing to the WWE in July of 2018, it's clear that his days as an MMA fighter are over. Especially since he is 35 at the time of making this video and is finding so much more success as a pro wrestler. So after going 8-3 with two no contests, how good was Matt Riddle actually? In my opinion, he had the potential to go really far in MMA. Being a Division 1 wrestler did him wonders as a fighter. Matt did well in securing takedowns and doing damage from above with ground and pound. He was also a threat with submissions and although he didn't finish many fights with them, his grappling in general was very good. Matt was also dangerous in the clinch as he would connect with some big shots in there if he wasn't able to bring the fight down. His stand-up wasn't the greatest early on, but he definitely improved over the years. And what helped with this was his granite chin, impressive gas tank, and overall athleticism. Because of this, he was willing to turn the fight into a brawl as that's when he shined the most on the feet. And of course, this made a lot of his fights very entertaining. Plus, he was a big welterweight which helped in his favor many times both on the feet and on the ground. But what's really 
interesting about his career is that he grew as a fighter in the UFC, which is something that we will probably never see again today unless it's someone with a big name. But Matt was thrown onto the biggest stage right away and basically had to learn the job while on the job. And honestly, I think he did amazing under all the pressure. Yes, his wins weren't against the biggest names and he also racked up three defeats. But these losses were growing pains for Matt as a fighter and even in these fights, he looked good in some moments. But basically, he had to do his learning in front of millions of people compared to fighters who come up on the local circuit. And as much as he improved, we can only imagine how much better he could have gotten had he stayed in MMA. Personally, I think at the very least, he would have fought for the title. I think his striking and defense on the feet would have gotten so much better. And I can also say the same with his ground game. When he was fighting, he was a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, and today he's a black belt. Matt was on his way to becoming an all-around force, which is something I definitely could have seen happen as I could tell he loved the sport and was willing to learn in order to grow as a mixed martial artist. And maybe I sound crazy by saying this, but he very well could have been in the mix at the top of the UFC welterweight division alongside fighters like Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington. Plus, he showcased his skills on the mic many times, and overall, his broish personality resonated with many. I'm sure even Dana White liked him at one point, but sadly, he never became a big name in the UFC. He was definitely on his way, but after testing positive for marijuana twice, his rise with the promotion was cut short. Before Nick Diaz, the biggest story about a fighter getting in trouble with weed was Matt. And in retrospect, this is a shame because we now have fighters like Nate Diaz, Israel Adesanya, and Sean O'Malley who are open with their cannabis consumption. But with Matt, it absolutely derailed his MMA career. He went broke because of it, and that was not good for him as it happened when he was expecting his third child. So I can understand the animosity that he had for Dana White, the UFC, and MMA as a whole. Because even at this time, many thought marijuana shouldn't be considered as a performance-enhancing drug. But aside from being upset about this, Matt also believed he wasn't being paid enough as a fighter. And this is a topic that is still being discussed today. And maybe he's right because according to Dana, Matt was making $162,000 a year. And I'm sure he also made a little bit extra with sponsors. But what needs to be taken into account is that all this money is before taxes. And with Matt having to pay his trainers and his bills for a family of five, I can understand how he was in trouble financially. And I get it, he isn't the biggest name on the UFC roster, but in the end of the day, he's impacting his health like the fighters at the top. So is it worth it to take all this damage for $162,000 a year? For Matt, the answer was no. He believed he'd be able to make his money without getting hurt badly. And yes, there's definitely pain in pro wrestling, but I'm sure it's much less compared to being an MMA fighter. Plus, he's with the WWE, so I'm sure he's making way more money than he did in the UFC. And he's getting way more exposure as he is quickly becoming a huge star with them, which is why I'm happy he decided to cut his MMA career short. Although it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see him reach his full potential as a fighter, he realized his worth as a person, and because of it, he's now in a much better place. That's why I would give his MMA career a 7 out of 10. He once stated that he wanted to retire at the age of 35 with UFC gold wrapped around his waist. And even though he's 35 now and has not achieved that goal, I'm sure he isn't upset about it. There was no guarantee that he would find success as a pro wrestler, but he bet on himself and it worked. Sometimes in life, things happen for a reason, and Matt Riddle is a prime example of that. My name is Keon and this is my take on Matt Riddle. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.